Hello and welcome to the best half an hour of your week. It's the North South Collide with me, Josh Perry. And me, Dylan Yates. How are we doing? I'm amazed again. People are still downloading this, Dylan. Are you surprised? I don't think they are, actually. Or is your mum <laughs> and dad just hitting the re-download button to boost our numbers? I, I think uh, Mr and Mrs Yates have got something to do with the numbers, yeah. Do they literally have nothing better to do? <laughs> well, this is um, for them, this is actually quite important. They've been trying to get their eldest son out of the house for so long and they want to make sure he stays out and they can do anything possible <laughs> to make sure what he does is a success. Mask, mask the success. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Keep on doing it. It gives us a boost for the ego. So, download away. <laughs> so, we've spoken many times on this pod about particular embarrassing moments yeah. for, for both of ourselves. And one happened, it's probably about 10 days ago now, and I'm still not quite sure if I did the right thing or not. I can answer that already, you know you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, so yeah, I was walking out of my flat, walking down walking down the road, and this is obviously, it's, it's right in the centre of, of, of the town that I live in, and so it's a Saturday, and it's really bustling with people, there's like a market out on the road, Everyone's obviously trying to get to A to B as fast as possible, but there's mm. such a huge sort of glut of people, it's really hard. And you're sort of just like wedged in, like huddled into into a convoy to get from sort of street to street. Anyway, I was walking along, just striding away without care of the world, and my foot stepped onto a woman's ridiculously long skirt. Okay. And it was really long. It was like one of those really like baggy skirts, and you, a bit of it was sort of trading along behind her. Mm. And my foot was on the sort of like side bit, and it just tore. Oh, really? Completely down the side. Okay. And I'm thinking, what can? It's, it's a complete accident. Yeah. I've not gone out to sabotage this woman's skirt. Yeah. If anything, I think the ball's in her court no, for no, no, wearing no. such ridiculous no. wear. Might as well have been a wedding dress. This this is completely your fault. You stepped in the dress. No, but there's such a group of people. I'm not looking really where my feet is going. I'm looking up mm. at my uh, eye on. level. Look where your feet are going as well. But if you did that, you would just walk straight into someone. You can't do both at the same time. She had this trading stupid dress, skirt, and... It anyway, yeah, so you ripped, you stepped on it and it ripped. Yeah, it tore right down sort of the leg. Is it, was it a skirt or a dress? It was a skirt. And it's sort of on the side? Yeah. So it wasn't like embarrassing where you could see her underwear? And no, it wasn't anything like that. Okay. So it wasn't that bad. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. The whole thing could have come off. Yeah. And then that would have been... Might have been better in some ways, but yeah. It could have been more embarrassing for both of you two. And I'm kind of like stood there just like, well, shit happens. Right. Not really my problem. But you did, did apologise, of course. Obviously, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But at the same time, there's no, there's nowhere else I can go with it. I'm not going to whack, whack, whack out a, whip out a sewing kit and be like, right, let's get, let's get this going. No, you say, how much, how much does this cost? I'll replace with you, Mark. <laughs> there's no way on English earth that's going to happen. Okay. Would you, would, you, would you honestly do that? I don't think you would. Oh yeah, definitely. No way. Definitely. No way. If it's not, it's not. I'll be like, I'll be completely honest with you. I'd gauge the situation first, and if she seemed like a little bit embarrassed and didn't care, I would probably just not offer the money. But 
I would say anything else, and she, if she seemed a bit upset or whatever, I would say, yeah, I, um, I'll uh, replace it for you. What if it's like £500? Uh, then I just say, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like a moral value up up until about yeah. £3.50? Oh, yeah, 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 don't get me wrong, I'm not forking out like 50 quid for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the predicament I was in. And she just sort of looked at me, like, bewildered. Mm. And I was just like, whoa, 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 that, I'm sorry. But I don't know what else you expect me to do now. Because it's kind of like, it's happened, it's torn, let's go our separate ways. Pretend like this was all just an unfortunate accident, which is exactly what it was. Mm. And just happily live every half, live every half of it. But no, she was quite, quite forceful. Okay. Yeah. She was... Very angry, clearly got up on the wrong side of the bed, and I'd put salt into the wound by accidentally stepping on her dress. Okay. Uh, dress, not dress skirt. And so I was kind of just like, look, it's not, not really... I c again, I c there's nowhere for me to go but, like, say yeah. sorry. I'd, I'd love to be able to bang out a 20 and hand it over, but at the same time... I don't think it's, it's, again, not like a crime that I did. It was just an unfortunate accident on a busy day and sat on a Saturday. And to be honest, she shouldn't be wearing clothes that don't properly fit yeah. her and that she can't control, dragging along the floor. Yeah, I, I just want to qualify what I was saying earlier on. If her reaction was immediately to start getting annoyed at me, it would change. It would make you less likely yeah. inclined to help yeah. her out. That's exactly what because I thought. Because I'd expect, in a similar, I do take what you're saying, in a similar situation, if I someone does something to me, like rips my trousers or whatever, I wouldn't expect them to pay me something. No way. I would take it on the chin. Exactly, so it's just unfortunate. Yeah. But, oh. And if someone started mouthing off at me. Anyway, what happened in the end? You just got. Well, in the end, I was like, well, there's nothing you can really do about it. There's yeah. nothing I can really do about it. What's happened has happened. Yeah. Let's pretend like this never happened. <laughs> And I'll walk this way, you walk that way. That's eventually what just happened. She just strode off with a big rip in her skirt. Fair enough. Gutted. That brings me to another point. I, walking out of the train station a couple of weeks ago, I saw someone that looked literally the spitting image of you. Okay. Literally, you couldn't have put it exactly the same dress sense exactly the same hairdo yeah exactly just everything about him i actually thought it was you for about five seconds okay. until i realized he was chinese <laughs> really honestly do you know when someone said to me the other day i thought you were half chinese half English. really yeah it was genuine but he was like full-on chinese <laughs> and you saw him from the back or something yeah i saw him from the side okay and it was quite far away because you have quite distinctive sort of hair mm graying hair yeah. and I was kind of like is that him and he had like the same, exactly the same sort of clothes you wear and I was like no it can't be he got close and he was just full on Chinese yeah I've often um, I've been said that you people you say that, that to me at school but I never saw it before then I saw him and now I've seen him I'm sort of seeing it in you and I don't know whether he's now the person I should be doing a podcast with or not maybe maybe this was the the real me out there. I'm the, I'm the pretender. If there was a real version and a pretend version, I think I would be the pretender. Definitely. Um, and I like it that way. You do. <laughs> I mean, retired at 26, it doesn't get much better than that. He yeah. looked like he was doing some hard graft 
he was on his probably, way to do some hard graft. Probably like a real hard worker, honest guy. Um, probably getting his drinks nicked every Saturday goes <laughs> by on. you. <laughs> Imagine if that was true though. We all had like one other person. Yeah. That was like a morph of us, very similar, but was a little bit different. Mm. And our paths were like exactly the same up until a certain age, and then basically there were just no rules from them. Yeah. What? Whether you'd still go down that similar path, or whether you would break it up, and one would become like a multi-billionaire, and one would be nicking drinks on a Friday night to um, to serve their alcohol addiction. Yeah. That'd be interesting. With a good sci-fi uh, story. That, yeah, that is like a TV show that we need to make, I think. Yeah. We need to pitch that. BBC. I reckon it'll be something like BBC Three, ten fifteen at night. Yeah. Somewhat <laughs> weird and a bit dark. Talking about TV shows. You know, um, Eastbound and Down. Big fan. I finished that recently, and then, yeah, I'm converted. I like it a lot. Because you were very cynical. Yeah, I you mean... Are very, you're a very cynical person, generally. Yeah. You're not someone that I can shower with recommendations, because you'll watch five minutes of it, yeah. and you'll make your mind up without having any other sort True, of... Yeah. You'll just be like, five minutes, I, I've not laughed once, so this clearly is the most terrible comedy of all time sort of thing. Yeah. You need to let things grow. But, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think Eastbound and Down does get better as it goes on. The, right, the, what's funny about Eastbound and Down, what's really funny, is the relationship between Kenny Powers and Steve Janowski. Steve Janowski. Yeah. But that only improves as it goes on, yeah. it gets more ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, like where the, that's where the real laugh out loud moments are. I'm not saying it's bad to begin with, looking, looking back, but I, don't, I think it feels a bit tacky. Anyway... It's good. I, I, I'm, I, I'm sold to it. And I think the last season was, was the best out of all of them. It's wrapped it up nice. Because they weren't actually going to do the last series. Oh, really? Yeah, they, were, they had said they were only going to do, I think it was the first three. So there's four in total, I think. Isn't yeah. Yeah. They were only going to do the three. And then, I think, by its popular demand, they did a fourth. Mm. But it's, it's bloody good. I mean, are, are you, what are you watching at the moment now? You've got so much bloody free time on your hand. Basically, I've just finished this thing called... Have you ever watched Boardwalk Empire? I've not, but I've heard it's sort of like a Soprano-esque yeah. sort of deal. Not quite as good, but it's good. It's worth it. Anyway, there's that. I've just finished, season four. I'm watching this thing at the moment called... And this is retro, Twin Peaks. Oh, uh, yeah. I've watched the, the first few of them and then binned it off. Yeah. Now, this this is made in 1990, okay? Yeah, so this is was pre, very old. So pre, yeah. pre-Sopranos, pre-The Wives, pre-all of this, but... It's I, very much known as, like, the catalyst yeah. of the TV series. Yeah. As, yeah. Now, at the moment, I, I think that TV series are seen in the same sort of light as blockbuster films, and Sopranos and The Wives started it a little bit, but that Breaking Bad of recent mm-hmm. has, really, has really taken it on, and especially with things like Netflix, who are doing... Commission all the original series and the way that people watch them now. Series, a, a lot of big actors, for instance, are crossing over into series. You know, like people like Kevin Spacey's and House of Cards. True Detective, Mike, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah, these are these are Woody Harrelson. Yeah, these are A-list celebrities, and there's there's quite a lot. There's there's a, there's a lot of them are doing this going over to TV series because they're becoming just as popular. Yeah. Um, now, Twin Peaks is the first. I think it's the first time that um, a series has tried to do something that's quite. A little bit more artistic and a little bit, a little bit more interesting than what they usually do, but uh, it's so like 
at the same time, it's really melodramatic and it's got really bad acting and really feels like a soap opera. Mm. But some bits of it are just so weird that it's, it's quite interesting. Um, but anyway, so I'm watching that at the moment and really getting into that. My point about Eastbound and Down. You know, the last the last seri- series is on this like talk show, yeah. and he's getting in this argument with this other black guy yeah. and the idea is they've all got their own bit of banter but yeah. they're all trying to compete against each other a bit is that I was going to ask is that more of a thing in American sports shows or well, is that just hammed up for the for his band I'd say it is sort of a little bit yeah. I mean the thing is with like when I, when I was out there and I, I used to watch quite a lot it's really sort of it's weird to say but like quite quite cool like calming and soothing to watch like in the background mm. it's like when you wake up in the morning and there's something called ESPN first take that's they basically put two guys in a room who have very sort of different views on everything mm. and then they basically just have massive slanging matches yeah and it's just it's it gets bloody it's quite it gets it gets quite funny but I mean 99% of the time they're just speaking absolute shit yeah and it's like watching just people defending the indefensible and just talking nonsense. But it is addictive to watch it and seeing them get really rowdy and getting, like, with these bands, just trying to get a one-up on each other yeah. every, every opportunity, taking cheap shots. And that's kind of, that is kind of what it is. I mean, the thing is with, like, American journalism and sports, I mean, it's networks, there's so many channels, there's so much of it. Mm. It's just a constant, just, like, buzz. And that... People are always wanting headlines. People are always wanting publicity. People are always just wanting to get their like network or, or not as many viewers as possible. So yeah. you can't have just like a bland sort of talk show where people are just t- talking about current events. You kind of need that that yeah. juice to yeah. get to get the people on side, and that's why I think it's quite funny how they conveyed that because it is it's very much like obviously it's very exaggerated, but mm. it is kind of like that because all, all sports it's always to do with like old sports people that have retired and now in the media. Just like when they were sports players, they all have massive egos and they always yeah. need to need to be massaged and just like they wanted to be the best sports player, they want to be the best sport, sports pundit as well, I imagine. So it kind of does bring out that quite interesting dynamic. Yeah, because we because match of the day in this country just turned fifty this year. Yeah, and that's been big. That's a big institution for a lot of people because not all our games are shown on TV. Even if you do have access to Sky or Cable mm. and pay a subscription, you still can't see all the games. So everyone, no matter, and it's a bit match days available to everyone. But it's a lot more tame, isn't it? Because the, the pundits all get on with each other. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that obviously just recounts the sort of Premier League goals of the Saturday. And it's, it's kind of just like, it is, it's like a highlight show, essentially. But they try and fill it in with punditry as well. Yeah. But it is all very like, oh, so-and-so had a bad game, but I'm sure you'll have a good one next week. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's really watered down. Yeah. Whereas it's, it is interesting. I mean, they do, uh, if, if you're looking for some more heated stuff, that's where like radio is quite good for. Talk sport isn't, isn't more known for it, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they just they they basically just spout out shit. Yeah. With to, to try and be controversial. To try and get people to ring in and then yeah. pay their eight pound a minute. Yeah. Allegedly, I'm not 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 claiming that for, <laughs> as fact, but yeah. um, that's essentially how they make their money. Yeah. Um, but it's more Sky's a bit more. They've got a bit more. Um, the punditry is a bit more edgy than mm. what match they do, but it's still um, everyone gets on. Thank <laughs> you.
Do you believe it's socially acceptable to go into a nice, swanky, upmarket restaurant or food eatery and pay in just change? <laughs> um, how swank are we talking? I'm talking mid-level. Like, not too, but just just quite swanky. So, for two of you, you'd spend £20 each? Yeah, like, somewhere you go for, like, a birthday. Okay, yeah. Paying, like, £15 a meal. Yeah. That sort of ballpark. Yeah. Um, I think it's acceptable at that level, yeah. You it's, le- it's legal tender. Yeah, exactly. Um, why not? Well, this is a thing. <laughs> I wouldn't do it, however. Well, I did. Okay. And the thing is, I have this jar, and I'm, and I'm someone that was, it's quite weird with change. I, I, re- I, I had a really great wallet that had like a little pouch that you could put change in mm. for ages. And then just through through time, and it kind of just got a little bit withered, and it got to the point where it was basically unusable. And I got used to just using that little pouch, always using the change here and there. But now you can't seem to find wallets with them. No. You get all just cards, cards and cash wallets. Uh. You don't get the little pouch anymore. It's like something that's died out over time. Yeah. And so now I'm just just basically someone that has a wallet with just cards and cash, but there's nowhere for the change to just sit. I'm the same, yeah. So I'll always get home at the end of the day with just like a pocket full of dirty change at yeah. the bottom and I'll throw it in a little bucket that I've got in the corner of my room. Yeah, do you have that denominations like if it's 50p you'll keep it in your yes, pocket? Yes, that's right. I've got a bedside table <laughs> that I put anything that is 20p or over okay. and then anything less just yeah. gets thrown into a bucket. I do the same at 10, 10p and over for me. Fair play. And um, so, because so, I usually use just the, the big things for the train journeys each day, so it's, it's quite handy. But yeah. I'd grown up with a big sort of the bucket had mounted to a fairly mm. chunky amount. And no, I'm not going to go in with like one piece and two piece, but I waited till there's a good amount of sort of tens and twenties mm. and, and I cured that over probably the space of about 18 months. Um, and it was time to unleash this and to spend it wisely. And so I handed it over. I mean, it was about 15, 15 quid's worth of 20p's, 50p's, and just amalgamation of change. Yeah. And the look I received was as if I'd just gone in there and, <laughs> and shot a couple of people with a snub-nosed doozy. <laughs> really? And, and wandered around naked. The thing is, they're, um, you just, you, it's not like you're splitting a bill with no, 10 different people. It's, no. You were just paying for your meal. Just, just my separate. And you counted out all your 10p's and yeah. separately. I'm, yeah, I mean, um, I wouldn't do it. I use this cash machine as the... You chuck yeah, it all in you there and, it all in, and yeah. they give you the full amount. But the thing is, they take 9p of every yeah. pound, don't they? Which is just, again, not ideal. Not ideal. You lose. I usually cash in about £10 worth from solid pounds, roughly. I reckon it's worth it to get to get it in. Um, what are your opinions as well on like using vouchers in restaurants as well? Because now we've got these apps where you can basically say, right, you're doing a special discount. I've got to get 25% off my meal. And again, that's another thing where the, the waiter was being really jovial with us, really happy-go-lucky, doing good service, great. As soon as you bring out the voucher, yeah, you're suddenly the shit on their shoe. Yeah, well, I can understand that. Because but the money's not it's not going into their pocket anyway, so if I'm getting 25%, why the attitude? Because it screams freeloader. <laughs> it screams... You know these sort of people? Yeah. It's the sort of person who at the buffet is piling on 
as much of the, the, the duck wrap as possible because I know how expensive it is normally. It's the person who at the McDonald's drive-thru is saying, more ketchup, more ketchup. Yeah. And it's it's like, I'm well accustomed to this because my mum is firmly in this category and she'll use a voucher wherever she can. And these, I, I, I think you could do scientific um, tests on it. I think you'd find the, the voucher users are the lower tippers. Probably. If they're trying to get a cheap meal, they don't want to, if they're getting like, because usually they're going for the cheap meals, getting the discount off it, and they're not going to spend a lot on the tip after that, are they? No, but in this day and age, you've got to get what you can get. Well, I agree. I mean, I just think from the waiter's point of view, they get so used to making up so much extra of their money in tips that mm. when they see some someone waving the, the 25% discount... Their they, iPad. <laughs> yeah, they think, oh my God, I don't want these people. Another thing, is it socially acceptable, right? If, for example, someone at your workplace says they're going to do something for charity, like a, don't know, sponsored something, like a run or a marathon or whatever, mm. and they say they're going to do something, and you're, you're obviously, then it's down to you for pressured to cough up some money to sponsor mm. them. What is your stance is if, say, you donated a few quid to them, denomination doesn't matter, but... They then don't do what they're going to say they do. Um, have you already paid your money? This is completely superficial. It's not happened to me, okay. but it's completely. If if you add, what what would if, is it is it morally wrong to take that money away from the charity that you had donated, or is it just because they said they would do it and then they haven't? I mean, it's kind of a catch twenty two. Where do you stand? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that obviously it's. A bit annoying when this sort of thing happens, but you can't take your money away from a charity, can that's, you? That's where the, the big thing is. And, and basically, yeah, especially not for some sort of like, if it's like five pound or under, especially not, it's too, you can't be taking money back. I mean, it's going to a good cause anyway. Imagine the excruciating stance of then demanding fat money back from the person as well. Yeah, you... Um, but I think they're in the wrong even if you did because they've said they're going to do something yeah. and yeah. they've got to follow through with that. If they care so much about charity, they would do it. They've got to at least attempt it. Exactly. It annoys me when people go for these like, sponsored walks. Pathetic. It's not really putting yourself out there. You're going to probably walk anyway. It's sort of a natural thing yeah. you do in this life. It's, it's like, it's good to raise money for charity, of course it is. But when people are getting to you to raise, when they're trying to raise money to do something they want, like some sort of uh, trek up Kilimanjaro or jumping out of a plane it, it gets a bit annoying because you're basically funding them having a good time and then any profits are going to go to the charity <laughs> and you just you just think well no I'd rather it just like, all go to the charity and you can pay for whatever you're doing I think one of the most stressful things a man can do is buy a pair of shoes really? yeah I've gone through this recently and, I, and, and there's, there's either two camps you can be in. You mm. either go for the high quality, sort of 40 to 50 pounds, where you know it's going to last you a year. Mm. Good quality, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get you there. Or you can go for the cheap avenue and go for like the 5, 10 pound route and you're just praying, God help us, we get through a decent stint with these. Okay. Well, where do you park your car? Um, I'm going to enter a third camp in here. Um, and I don't, I don't like this uh, word, the use of the word camp when we talk about picking shoes. 
I go for £80 pair. 80 Eight mm. zero. Yeah. Shoes. These ones I get... The thing is, I've got the same... I'm, this is not, not, never something I do in my life, usually, but I've got the same pair three times in a row. And it's because the first pair hit the nail on the head so perfectly that I wanted them again and again. So you're going to be wearing these shoes for the rest of your life? The thing is, they only last for a year. The, so, the, so, the, the sole is so thin. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I go through it in a year. It's hot, it's leak, it's, there's holes in it, there's leak, leakage into my, into my sock. Oh, not, not ideal. But I just like, they, they fit perfectly right. They're loafers, so no laces. I mean, who has laces anymore? Oh, no. It's the lazy man's dream, the but, slip on. But I can run in them. I can get them on easily, right, without bending the heel too much, but I can run in them without the fear of them coming off. They're comfortable, it's real leather, and they look nice. They, they do everything I want, so £80 is a lot. And I've got to be honest, probably my current situation, I won't be forking out £80 again. <laughs> but actually, I'm not, I'm not wearing shoes at the moment anyway, so they'll probably last me a little bit longer. Always helps. I mean, I when we used to work together, I had actually a pair of shoes that got to the point that the holes were so disgraceful <laughs> and it was just farcical. But you kind of just cling on. You want as much out of the shoe as possible. You, I, I kind of want to get to the point where it's literally it, it's unrecognisable as a shirt yeah. before I upgrade. Anyway, recently I got to the same sort of a point. I'd actually got some nice ones before. These were some nice ones, but they'd reached the end of the line. Mm. The, the holes, there were holes at the bottom, and when it rained, you'd walk along, and suddenly you'd get wet socks. Mm. Time to do something about it. Of course. Went into the cheapo, bought cheapo shop, bought some, I think they were eight quid per... Look! Look the look the business. Eight quid. Eight quid. Four pound a shoe. Looked the business as well. I was, <laughs> I bet they didn't. I, I walked out of there with a just uh, a gleeful grin. I thought I've done. I've just done them right <laughs> over. And it's twenty five percent off, so everyone was a winner. And I was just, I was like, these are great. They, I got three good days out of them. Three good days before the like. The sole, it's like a slip-in sole, mm. and it, it just, it basically just crumpled to one end of the shoe. Right. And it's just a disgraceful, like, gluey mess down there. Sounds horrible. And it's, I kind of regret not going for the expensive route now. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, £80 is a, is a bit over the top, but at least, at least buy leather, I think. At least, mm. I think you need to spend at least £30. I think this was certainly imitation leather. yeah. The thing is, sometimes I'm, I'm always up for a good deal. You know me. Um, I've admitted to numerous things on this podcast series that uh, many proud men wouldn't. But when it comes down to it, you need your feet need to breathe. So you need to. Sometimes it's worth paying a little bit more just to have the right quality. So I'm a leather man, and um, and I'm an imitation leather man. So what happened? AKA cardboard. Did well, now I just well I'm, I'm flogging the horse now. I'm just still wearing them in a lot of. Come on. <laughs> What's the point? In a lot of discomfort, and I'm going to see them through until, <laughs> until possibly the 2018. New year. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've, I've, I've paid me money until they get into, as I said, until they get gaping holes. <laughs> then I've made my bed. I've got a lie in it. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, Christmas coming up. You can ask for a new pair then, I guess. average at best <laughs> it's something we pride ourselves in not just our podcasting or broadcasting but our lives in general i've been dylan yates and i've been jp thank you very much good night au revoir
Thank you. Uh, goodbye. Ta-da.